Talk Radio 77 WABC. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. All right, welcome back, folks. I think I'm getting my voice back. That's always a plus. Too much rain and humidity up here. Anyway, we're going to talk about some of these current events. We have Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger and a Fox News contributor and the author of the excellent book, Come On, Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good, Horrible, Very Bad Presidency and How to Return America to Greatness. And Charlie Hurt, Washington Times opinion editor and Fox News contributor. Gentlemen, thank you. You know, Joe, looking at your book, come on, man, the truth about Biden's no good, horrible, very bad presidency and so forth. This this is the movie that I want Hollywood to run. (laughs) This is the movie I want Hollywood. Hollywood's on strike. Hollywood hates America. But they're blaming their strike on Bidenflation. That's a key point for the uh, unions. So I'm waiting for them to – I need them to come out with a full, you know, like a six-part series on Biden's – what is it? Come on, man. The truth about his no good, horrible, very bad presidency. What what is this strike about, and when am I going to get them to fess up that they um, have to, you know, put out the truth in a movie? Well, well, Larry, for the first time in 63 years, you have both writers and actors – striking at the same time. So essentially, Hollywood is shut down. Now, the average person isn't going to notice or feel that because a lot of the content that we'll be seeing in terms of movies like Oppenheimer and Barbie, they, they still will, will move forward. So it'll be several months before anything is noticeable as far as new content coming out. But to your point, I don't know if the writers and the actors have much leverage here right now because this is a industry in serious decline. I mean, we think about 25 years ago, it's the Oscar, it's ABC, Billy Crystal's hosting, and America stopped basically to watch that. 57 million people tuned in to watch the Oscars because Hollywood still had an aura to it, and they still did great classic movies that year. That was year the Titanic one, for example. Now, last year, they can't even get 16, 17 million people to tune in. So you think about this, like, where did 40 million people go where they're not watching this anymore? And then I always hear some critics, like, come back at me and say, oh, well, it's cord cutting. We're streaming. People have more options. I'll BS. Because the Super Bowl last year, between the Chiefs and the Eagles, 115 million people tuned in more than anybody and more than any Super Bowl ever. So I think in the end, the fact that we have sequel after sequel and remake after remake, how many Spider-Mans do I really have to uh, expose myself to? How many Star Wars are enough? There's not, not originality anymore, and everything's CGI created and Indiana Bones, you know, Jones, whatever you want to call them, 80-year-old action heroes. It's, it seems like they're out of ideas, Larry. <laughs> Charlie Hurt, it looks like America hates Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, um, it sure does. And I think a big reason for it is um, it doesn't matter how much it's all Joe Biden's fault. They're still going to cover for him. They're still going to vote for him. They're still going to do, uh, you know, turn the entire industry uh, over to Bidenomics, Joe Biden, and, uh, you know, all of the Democrat insanity when it comes to election time. And it's a reminder, and Joe runs through it exactly right. It's a reminder that, um, you know, these people, why it is that the most important decisions and issues in our lives that are uh, sadly determined by politicians, why does we turn to people who live in fantasy land? 
who <laughs> spend their every day lying to people and d- doing make-believe for people, why they have such an outsized influence in politics. And we saw it sort of get off the rails. Uh, I mean, they've always been like that, but then it kind of got off the rails with Obama, and they fell in love with the story of Obama and then and then kind of lost all uh, semblance of, of you know, any attachment to reality. And then, of course, when Donald Trump came along, who actually, you know, if you take away all of the consternation and all of the strum and drang, he's actually, you know, all of his policies are straight down the middle, uh, you know, uh, centrist ideas. And his accomplishments are accomplishments that benefited absolutely everybody. Um, they they went into complete hysterics. So I wish they I wish more than anything. I'm glad they're shutting up. I just wish that they would. I wish they would shut up about politics as effectively as apparently they're going to shut up about their own business. Well, see, taking that, Joe, Hollywood loves Biden, but now Hollywood is blaming Biden's inflation for their drop in wages. I just find that to be hilarious, okay? And by the by, this may be the only time Hollywood is in tune with the rest of America because real real wages for the middle class have been falling for like 30 months ever since Joe Biden was elected president and launched this inflation. So they're blaming Biden even though they love Biden, even though they're pushing Biden's uh, top-down collectivist central planning policies and his woke cultural policies. So I'm just asking a simple question. All right, if, the, yes. if, you, if, Hollywood, if you woke up, woke, that's a bad word, but if you <laughs> realize that your inflation is drowning your wages, why don't you take a look at the rest of Biden's policies? Maybe you've got the story completely wrong, Joe. I think there's more than a few people in Hollywood that agree with exactly what you just said, but they know if they turn on Joe Biden publicly, then say hello to your blacklist because you're not going to work anymore, right? And very few people can survive a blacklist. Like Clint Eastwood, he came out, remember, he was at the Republican National Convention, supported Romney, right? He supported Republicans mainly, primarily over the years. He was a mayor of a, a town in California once. He's one of the few people that have enough power where he, where he could say, screw you, I'm going to vote for I'm going to vote for And you, you don't have to tell me how to think. But other, most other folks in the industry, they know they'll be ostracized in this sort of situation if they came out and said, this is this is nonsense. We can't live with this sort of wages being so low and inflation being so high. Now, here's the thing, to, to, to a point that Charlie made earlier, and, and a point you were making, Larry, as far as they'll always vote for him anyway, as in Joe Biden. New York Times does a focus group a couple of weeks ago, and they find 10 Biden voters from 2020 who fervently supported him, right? Mm. And they ask a series of questions. And the first was, do you think that he's a strong leader? And all 10 answer no. Are you disappointed with his presidency? All 10 answer no. Should he run again in 2024? All 10 answer no. Who are you going to vote for in 2024? All 10 answer Biden. Okay? So it's like, wait a minute. You just said he isn't strong. You don't want him to run. You're disappointed in his presidency. You're still voting for him. And most people, all of them said, because we fear the alternative, the alternative being a Trump or a DeSantis or whoever may be the Republican nominee. Actually, uh, Charlie, you know, you make a point. Trump is a lot more mainstream than uh, Hollywood or the New York Times or the Washington Post is willing to admit, the liberal uh, liberal media. I mean, Trump's running on economic issues. Uh, there's nothing radical about I mean, yes, he wants lower taxes. He wants fewer regulations. He wants to conquer inflation. Uh, he, you know, he wants oil, oil and natural gas workers to hang on to their jobs. He thinks people should have a choice with respect to automobiles. And uh, Hollywood and John Kerry, I want to get to Kerry in just a minute, 
Uh, they're saying, no, 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 you can't have these things. But it's ba- I mean, Trump is more mainstream than a lot of people realize. There's not a single issue you can point to where Trump is out of step with the majority of the American people. Mm. There's, there, you cannot find a single extreme issue. And it's not just that, that he's more centrist than a lot of people give him credit for. He's more centrist, I would say, than any other politician that we have. And, and as somebody who has been in, you know, has kind of watched politics for a long time, and I've sort of, uh, uh, you know, wind up kind of with more on the Republican side, but, but mainly conservative, you know, when I, you know, I, I supported him with trepidation at the beginning because I knew he was not like a, a true conservative. Mm. But it has nothing to do with this. They hate him because he's effective. They hate him because he doesn't listen to them. And, and he doesn't listen to, you know, he's not kowtowing to the party, to the, uh, to the, you know, permanent government establishment in Washington. And you, you take the issue that he gets the most hate about, immigration. Mm. His immigration policy, and remember Time Magazine had that extraordinary cover where Donald Trump is standing there indifferently and there's a child at the border, which, by the way, I keep thinking of every time I read another story about uh, Joe Biden ignoring his seventh grandchild and refusing to acknowledge her. I always think of that cover, and I wish somebody would redo the cover of him and his, his granddaughter, but whatever, I digress. Um, but th- that the issue of immigration, Donald Trump is 100% in step with 80% of the American people. The media so distorted it and claimed he was doing things that he didn't do, but m- more than anything, he was stopping the human the, the humanity cry the human crisis at the border, not not only for America because we're allowed to have our borders, but for uh, but for the people like that girl, the families who are making that dangerous trek, and but but it doesn't matter. Don, uh, Joe Biden is the one who's extreme on uh, on immigration, is wildly out of step with the American people and creating a crisis that is leading to devastation for people on the border and in America. But, but the, you know, he'll never get, get credit for it because the media and so many people are so invested in smearing Donald Trump as some kind of extreme, MAGA, crazy, semi-Nazi or whatever it is that they call him. It's, 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 it's nuts. And people, uh, you look at these polling numbers, People are with him on the economy. People are with him on immigration. People are with him, Charlie, uh, with respect to p- parental education. Uh, mm-hmm. People are with him about not, you know, not te- uh, teaching sex changes uh, for five and six and seven year olds. And actually, I think people may be with him on abortion because Trump's position is well. First of all, the Supreme Court put it back to the states. But second yeah. of all, if you want a national abortion policy. Trump is talking about 15 weeks, not six weeks. And 15 weeks, a lot of polls show that's about where the country is. So I think, once again, he's closer to the polls than uh, than uh, the other Republican candidates, at least. And by the way, let me just add to that. Joe, Joe Biden wants unlimited abortion, unlimited abortion, right up until the very end. That is very unpopular with the majority of Americans. Like any good Catholic, right? abortion side for a second. <laughs> and, and you look at all these other issues that where Trump is in step. He's in step with the American people on issues that are literally 
70, 80, 90 percent issues. Mm. And it's Joe Biden who is out of step on issues that are 70, 80, 90 percent. Now, uh, obviously, abortion is a little bit more complicated than, say, uh, illegal immigration or, or forcing genital mutilation on children and things like that. But even as you just point out, even with abortion, if you actually accurately portray Trump's position and Biden's position, Biden's position is a 10 percent position in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the Donald Trump's position is far closer to a majority in, in this country and is probably like a 60 percent issue if you actually accurately portray what his position is. But they'll never he'll never enjoy that accuracy from the media on this issue or any other issue. Joe, Biden's actually in favor of partial birth at the end and good Catholic that he is. I mean, here's another. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't the majority of this country is against that majority of this country. The further out you get towards term the uh, less and less people want an abortion. I, I don't want to get hung up on it, but I'm just saying Trump is more mainstream. Trump is more centrist than Bi- it's Biden, who's the far left guy. Well, completely. When you look at every issue, right, let's spend trillions of dollars we don't have and then call something the Inflation Reduction Act that does nothing to reduce inflation. Uh, let's celebrate when inflation goes from down from 9% to 8%. I, I, I love that. Like Joe Biden's mm. lowering inflation. Mm. Well, that's like me gaining 60 pounds the first six months of this year. And then the following month, I only gain 10. And I say, hey, but honey, see, I'm not gaining as much weight as I used to. But wait a minute. I'm still gaining weight. Right. So, so when I hear like, oh, inflation, uh, it's all the way down to 4 percent. Well, it was 1.3 percent when this president took office. So we're spending money we don't have. Mm-hmm. We're not enforcing any laws at the border. Obviously, on education, you bought a parental rights. You have Joe Biden in the back pocket of teachers unions, which are against that completely. And then obviously we talked about the crime issue, which which doesn't get a, enough mm-hmm. talk. Driving people, exoduses out of San Francisco, Chicago, New York. Where are they going? Florida. Texas, Tennessee, all red states. So on the issues, if this mm. is a, an election on issues, then Donald Trump should win going away, particularly because in places like Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, those are the states you have to win now in order to win presidential elections. I would imagine those folks aren't obviously <laughs> – it's not California, let's put it that way. So he should win if he is the nominee, but then it, it, it comes down to a matter of personalities, it seems. And these legal problems are going to go all the way through the 2024 election. Our stupid media is going to cover only that and not talk about these issues. So we're again, again going to have a razor-thin election where that comes down to uh, 10,000 votes in this state and that state. All right, kids. Let's take a quick break. I want to talk John Kerry when we come out the other side of the break, our rogue, uh, rogue climate negotiator. We've got Joe Concha. Now at The Messenger and a Fox uh, News contributor, his book, Come On, Man, The uh, Truth About Joe Biden's No Good, Horrible, Very Bad Presidency. And we've got Charlie Hurt, the Washington Times opinion editor, also a Fox News contributor. I'm Kudlow. We'll talk Kerry on the other side of the break. Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. Everyone is worried about holding on to their money. You've got questions, I've got answers. Inflation, the Fed, Washington, and yes, Wall Street all have their hand in your pocket. In the end, money touches everything. When Washington goes after your money, I'll pivot to the source, find out who's taking it, how much, and why. 
do something about it. I'm David Nelson. Join me each week on the Money Runner podcast. I promise to cut through the noise and help up your game. You'll find the Money Runner on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything. But now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. We just received ours and my entire family absolutely loves this new design. The MyPillow 2.0 still has the patented adjustable fill and now has a brand new fabric made with a temperature regulating thread. It's the softest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Everyone wants to know the restful night of sleep secret. Well, no more tossing, turning, and flipping your pillow over to get it nice and cool. And right now, buy one, get one free using code 1234. Temperature regulating technology made in the USA comes with a 10-year warranty and 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, buy one, get one free, use code 1234, call 800-887-2185 today. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. My voice is coming back, okay? we got humidity and pollen and all everything, but I'm coming back strong. Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger, Fox News contributor. His book is Come On, Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good, Horrible, Very Bad Presidency. God, I love that. Charlie Hurt, Washington Times, opinion editor, Fox News contributor. Uh, you guys are going great guns. You're bailing me out. Can we talk about John Kerry just for a few minutes? Honestly, the so-called climate czar, okay, a cabinet member who has never been confirmed by the Senate. He has a 45-member staff jetting all around the globe. By the way, he lied completely. He just had uh, foreign relations, uh, foreign affairs committee in the House. He lied about his airplane. Yes, he doesn't own the airplane, but it's a family airplane. It's owned by his, you know, his wife, Teresa Hines, uh, from the Hines family fortune. Um, he's making climate deals, climate treaties. Nobody knows about it. It's a rogue operation. It's not accountable to anybody. There's no congressional oversight. As I said, he wouldn't uh, talk about anything specifics with the Foreign Affairs Committee uh, this past week. Charlie Hurt, this guy who is very close to Joe Biden, they're very close friends. In a sense, he's not only the climate czar, uh, Charlie, but he's de facto Secretary of State, and now he's jetting off to communist China to do Lord knows what. What do you make of this Kerry story? You know, it's funny um, because you know, we focus so much on Joe Biden but uh, these days, but, um, you know, when it comes to a world reigning expert on foreign affairs, we, you know, Joe Biden sort of t- takes the cake because he's been in Washington for 50 years and uh, has had his finger in every single foreign policy mistake America has made over mm-hmm. the past 50 years. Um, but we also tend to forget that the, the, maybe the number two ranking world class foreign policy expert that Washington has produced is also John Kerry. He's mm-hmm. right behind Joe Biden because he's been in Washington almost as long and has had uh, has made the uh, you know has had his finger in, in just about uh, foreign policy catastrophes as Joe Biden has. Um, but on this issue of of uh, climate change, it's really funny because you know if you strip everybody is in favor of a clean environment, everybody is in favor 
of having a, you know a sensible approach to to you know cleaning up the environment, cleaning up air, streams, all that kind of stuff. But when you get down to the particulars of what these people are in favor of, which is a massive globalist kleptocratic seizure of all power around the globe in which America pays for everything and uh, power is held by a few unelected people in these you know, foreign countries, this is, a, a, this is like a 99-1% issue. Mm-hmm. And John Kerry and Joe Biden are at the 1% issue. I take issue with one thing you said, though. You said that he lied about his airplane, and he didn't lie about his airplane. It's not his airplane. It's his wife's airplane, yeah. as you mentioned, but it's really important to remember this. John Kerry made his money the old-fashioned way. He married it. He <laughs> married the widow of a billionaire yes. heiress to the Heinz Corporation, and nobody would have any idea who John Kerry was if he hadn't married Theresa Heinz. It's so true. It's absolutely. By the way, I knew Jack Heinz, former senator. He's a wonderful guy. Uh, we used to play tennis together on Sundays uh, at the old Arlington Y, uh, just outside of the district. I mean, you're you're completely right. And he he just said, oh, it's not what my plan. What would he think of his fortune being spent this way? Oh, he would hate it. He would hate it. He was a good Republican, uh, oh. John Hines, a really nice fella. But, you know, uh, Joe Concha, I don't know what he's going to do with communist China, right? Because uh, they are adding carbon emissions. They're the leading carbon emissions creator in the world. The U.S. is the leading carbon emissions reducer. And they're building like 250 coal plants every year, Joe Concha. What in Lord's name is John Kerry going to do? And remember, he's not accountable to anybody. He'll make a deal and nobody's even going to know about it. You said that climate change is our number one national security concern. Can you believe this? Yeah. And, and unless you have China, India, and Russia on board with all these climate initiatives, it ain't going to do anything. It's not going to matter. I just can't believe we were this close to having a president, John Kerry, in 2004 or a president, Al Gore, in 2000. Can you imagine the spending on climate if those two were elected? Forget about it. <laughs> Joe Concha, Charlie Hurd, you guys, thank you ever so much. Great job. Really appreciate it.